This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, it's just one big geek news story after another. The Justice League Snyder Cut is coming to HBO Max. Ruby Rose quits Batwoman. Robert Pattinson refuses to work out for his Batman movie. Christopher Nolan releases a new Tenet trailer with actual details about the film. And Joe Rogan is moving his show exclusively to spotify Geerific. and if that's not enough listener we've got a review of the latest dc animated universe movie justice league dark apocalypse war and lots of great feedback and comments from you the listener all that and more in this edition of the jock and nerd weekly for thursday may 21st 2020 Hey, this is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony, Imran, and Rug Boy. Remember, Batman's got your back. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock is nerded. Disturbance. Hey, 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 what's happening, listener? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Nerd. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is the puppet that is a better mofo than Thanos and Darkseid combined. Of course, it's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? What's up, motherfuckers? I'm back. That's right, Rugs. You fart and half of the eastern seaboard just oh, shit. wiped out. You know that I farted so loud once in my sleep? Yes. And it woke me up. And it was still going for like quite a long time. And I remember at the end of it, I was like, I missed the whole beginning of that. <laughs> Your farts are deadly rugs. And just yeah, like the wrong, just like the Rona, they don't discriminate. It'll take you down. Doesn't matter who you are. That's right. I don't think a mask will help you. How's your guys week uh, been? You guys. My week. Yeah. How's your week since we last well, spoke? I am anticipating. I guess when this comes out, it'll have been already Memorial Day weekend. But yes. I am in- Looking forward to having a little day or two off here. And yeah. I do have to say, although the last few shows have been fun, yes, it is nice that we're returning to our roots and talking about comic book stuff. Right. Remember we talked about comic book movies and superhero and guys in tights. Uh, you've seen the title of this. We are going to return to that. Rugs, how was your week? My week was trying to watch The Raid. Ah, yes. For, Raid 2. For Seth Morgan for a Patreon review. Which yeah. Should, would, it'll be a free yeah. one. That's the longest movie about karate I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it was not even, it's like not even karate. It's like. Muay Thai, you fuck. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Calling him out. I haven't yeah. even seen the movie, but. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, it's Malaysian, I believe. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's a long ass movie. <laughs> so I watched it in parts and I felt like it was like never ending. In fact, it was so long that I started watching it on Amazon and then the rental went out. Oh, oh, no. After 48 hours, Jesus. I'm like, I still have a half hour of this movie I gotta watch. You need to rent the movie twice to watch it. Oh, yeah. shit. Well, look, I hope everyone is gonna enjoy the Memorial Day. I'm sure everyone's itching to get outside, but I had a fucking hell of a week. I just need to vent for a second. I know nobody cares. 
I can't. Well, I'm going to tell you what happened. Last week, it rained so fucking hard here where we live in suburban Chicago, four inches in 24 hours, that despite having a flood control system on the house, I had fucking rain seepage coming through in the basement where the wall and the floor meet, you know? Somehow getting through there and all this water and the carpet gets wet and I got to get a fucking shop vac and a fan and it's a whole thing. And then welcome to homeownership. Yes, it's the worst thing ever. (laughs) Don't do it. Listener, never buy the home. It's horrible. But that's what that was not bad enough. On top of that, last Saturday, my mom spills boiling hot water on her foot. Oh, no. Resulting in a second-degree burn. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. A trip to the ER. I'm all messed up with her in the ER waiting room. I'm fucking bobbing and weaving like Muhammad Ali, trying not to catch the Rona. I'm like, I'm over here now. I'm, I'm going to go sit over here now. I don't know what the fuck's going on in here. Uh, Are you paranoid now that you have it? No, I, I, well, whatever. I think I have enough antibodies to fight off anything at this point. I've done okay. so many. You haven't been able to fight <laughs> off the white skin. No, that the white skin loves me. That's never going away. But that's so I got a fucking water in the basement over here. I got a goddamn burn victim over here. I really need this podcast this week, guys. That's all that is to say. Well, here we are. Here we are. And here we go. Let's do it to it. The Jock and Ned Podcast. We got to start out with the big crazy news. Holy shit, Zack Snyder's Justice League cut is a thing. It's coming to HBO Max. Here is my reaction in a series of sound clips. Oh, shit. What? Get the fuck out of here. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Uh, wow. Let me break down. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yes, let me break down the details, and I want your reactions to this. Fellas, this was announced during a Man of Steel watch party he hosted uh, earlier this week, and Henry Cavill popped in. Everyone was hanging out with him. The movie will debut on HBO Max that launches later this week, May 27th, on 2021. So next year, it may either be a four-hour director's cut or maybe a (laughs) six-chapter miniseries, TV miniseries style. That can be cool. How did four th- hours? How did this happen? <laughs> Hold on, just restrain yourself. I know there's a whole bunch. Oh of- shit! Uh, this happened uh, during the film's second anniversary. If you guys all remember, the hashtag release the Snyder cut went huge, and yeah. became the most tweeted hashtag for a Warner Brothers movie that was never released or released of all time, which is weird. This gets the attention. Of Warner Brothers chairman to- Tony Toby Emmerich. Toby. Toby Toby Emmerich, he kind of caves to this pressure. He calls Zack Snyder, tells him to get things moving. They will be adding new and finishing old visual effects for the Snyder Cut. They are getting the post production crew and the composers to return to score new music, do more post production, and some of the actors may return to record new dialogue. Oh shit! ADR style. This will estimately cost them twenty to thirty million dollars to finish the movie. Zack Snyder says in this article from the Hollywood Reporter. It will be an entirely new thing, even though he has admittedly never watched the Joss Whedon version of Justice League. He says, you saw a quarter of what I did. Uh, In February, he screened this cut to Warner Brothers executives, and apparently, at the end, they all looked around at each other and realized all their mother's names were Martha. And they were like, let's do this. This is a good idea. And then when COVID hit, it actually kind of helped this because visual effects houses were losing a lot of work. It was the perfect time for him to 
give them work and finish uh, this movie. Now, you know, if, I'm sure everyone knows the fucking backstory of the whole drama behind this movie in 2017. This is the movie came out three years ago. Uh, Zack Snyder's daughter commits suicide during the movie. He steps away. Joss Whedon comes in, finishes it, giving us a weird Frankenstein vanilla Justice League. Holy shit, Anthony Comet. First off, I'll say, although I don't feel like I fully have to apologize, I did was saying that a Snyder cut did not exist. Mm. It technically didn't. It st- technically, it still doesn't exist because no. they need 20 to 30 million Cor- to finish this correct. thing. Correct. He said he just had this cut on his hard drive when he left and it's just been sitting there. So it, there was no finished thing ever. It, does, it doesn't really exist. Now, as far as like all the fandom and all that, I think this played a part, but I think this was a perfect storm of the fact that coronavirus yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah. HBO Max is releasing a new streaming platform this month, I believe, right? This week, May, May 27th. This week, yes. This week, it will be out. they need buzz. Yep. And I'm sure a lot of their original content has been put on hold. Yep. And yep. why not play up on the one of the biggest fandoms in the world, yeah. so superhero comics, the fact that this hashtag was huge, the fact that there's a lot of disappointment over Justice League, and the fact that they just need to drum up more buzz because they got, they're releasing something. They gotta, they gotta do something to to make people talk. This is it. So, damn, twenty to thirty million on something that they don't need to do a ton of work on in terms of like the acting is already there. They don't need to like create this new project and have all these actors come in. Like they could probably piecemeal it together. So, you know, damn sure Ben Affleck ain't coming back for anything for this. He's probably never like, say never. You said never to this. That's true. Rugs, is this geek mode or floppy John? What are your, what's your reaction? Well, listen, um, you know how I feel about movies. Yes. And, and, uh, how do you I feel, feel like, you hate them all? Uh, yeah. Face. I mean, <laughs> I feel like that. Fuck is, that show. <laughs> I feel like that if it is a creative, uh, vision that it should be it should be allowed to happen i sure. feel like that a lot of these movies are milk toast and vanilla because yep. of all of the meddling that happens and all of this kind of like stuff that happens that at the studio uh, executive level so you know zach snyder you love him or you hate him he's still a, he's still a guy that makes what he wants to make i applaud that even though like i hated batman versus superman i still like i applaud that it was his vision yeah. And he went after it. So creatively, I have respect for him. Yeah. Um, and I would like to see him, even if he's going to fucking, he's going to fail, let him fail with dignity. You know, someone took his movie and put it out and changed it all, a whole shitload of it. So that's like, to me, that's something that I, as an artist, I would probably be like, not cool with. Yeah. I have to uh, just real quick and run. Yeah. I have to echo Ruggs' thoughts. Yeah. I absolutely despise Batman versus Superman. Yeah. I hate the direction it was going in. Um, but I am curious to see the guy's vision. Even if I think it'll probably suck in four hours. Oh my God, who's going to sit there? For, what the fuck? Four I hours? I say go for it. Go for it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but. I, I want to see what he had in mind. I mean, you, at, even though I know I'm probably not going to like At it. least the film will have a perspective, a point of view, instead of an just identity. being an identity. Yes. yes. Like, if this gets me a mustacheless uh, yes. Superman yes. <laughs> and, like, a non-weird lip Superman and uh, whatever, like, I know that he's going to be, like, mean Superman for a lot of it 
We'll get more cyborg, definitely. Well, rugs. The, well, you're going to have a lot every four hours. Yeah. So the, a lot. <laughs> I seen a lot of people asking, "What can we expect from this cut?" Now, if you remember the early trailers, you, there was a ton of stuff that never made it. Yes, you're going to get a lot of backstory for all the characters. You're going to get a lot dark more dark backstory. Your dark backstory. You're going to see a lot more evil Superman. Dark side is going to be in the fucking movie. Geek boner. Uh, and remember, originally it was going to be like a two parter or a three parter. Supposed to be a two parter. Yeah. It was supposed to be a two-parter so the finished movie was two hours he had a three-hour cut before he went to two hours but he's got an hour and a half to two hours worth of uncut shit he can put back in there will it be exactly his vision probably not a hundred percent but probably 90 percent and i kind of want to see it i can't wait for all the fucking po- uh, pol- polar divisive debates that's gonna happen when this comes out i i think inevitably everyone's gonna love it just because they've been asking they've for it been for so long. vindicated so this brings up my next question guys the fans kind of did make this happen with this release the snyder cut hashtag campaign but is that a good thing does this set a dangerous precedent i think that um does it set a precedent? Not really. I think that this is a very specific case. Uh, it's only happened maybe two other times that I know of in, with these movies of David Ayer. They took away uh, Suicide Squad from well, him. He's and, like, already kinda... asking. David Ayer's like, I want to do my Suicide Squad cut now. Oh, he no. cut out yeah. like all of, all of the Jared Leto it's stuff. It's already happening. I think that it, it's not going to be like, I think in a case where like, movies have been wrestled away from directors and and everybody knows that it it, it was uh, fucked up by the establishment. Is Josh Trank going to want to have, have a fucking a Trank cut of Fantastic? Oh, no. I don't think anyone's clamoring for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like if, if, yeah. like if people were like, oh, that was an injustice and that he should get another shot at it. Like, I think that this is this is the the weird thing. Like when you have a lot of them, like, let's say I feel bad for the guy who played Cyborg, right? Because he went in, he filmed all this stuff, and yeah. he was like really excited, yeah. and all of it ended up on the cutting room floor. Yep, and that's why um, he's into this Snyder cut. He's like, hell yeah, let's do this. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, why, why not? There's gonna be more Momoa and Atlantis. There's more of everything, basically. Like the movie already came out, yeah. so it's like not really harming yeah. anything. And if it, between no. a four-hour director's cut or six chapters, just give me the fucking four-hour. It's well, fine. If any, if anything, it's going to get people to subscribe oh, to HBO Max. Fuck yeah, they're going to get mad subscribers. As far as that question, I mean, we have seen it on a different scale, but we did see the fans overrule the terrible Sonic and make yeah. the movie change the Sonic that the look of Sonic. So I think I, I agree with Rugs. Though it's it's a unique scenario in that. Zack Snyder also had his daughter commit suicide, yeah, so like, yeah. not a, this doesn't happen. But I think I read some stuff though where the studio was already kind of forcing Zack Snyder's hand to change some stuff yeah, because yeah, of yeah. the disappointment so with he that. Kinda, they kinda, he got to spin it that way, like they were already fucking he, with he, him. Yeah, he got an easy. Yeah. Got, with, yep. Yep. And, yep. Well, I don't even want to say easy, that. but he, he, he's not easy. Yes. He had something happen to no him. No one's going to question him after yeah. that. Yeah. But look to me. I think this is a dangerous precedent. I think on the one hand, the message being sent by this is if you bully, bitch, and moan enough, chances are the studio might not only hear you, but agree with you. Oh, shit. And like I said, David Ayer, I've seen articles already. He's like, I want to redo my fucking movie. Like, I think in this case, it's it, it's fine because it's been three years. But do you, do you I don't think um, I don't know. 
Do you think Star Wars fandom will yeah, rise up and be want like J.J. Abrams cut a fucking Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Oh, I was going with um the Lucas cut, you mean. the Gareth Edwards cut of Rogue One. The end of that, yeah. Why <laughs> and not then put all these the Lord out? and Miller cut of yes. Han Solo? Give me a whole other Lord and Miller movie that was shot. And I mean, there's shot. a lot of movies that are this is happening with, but yeah. it's um is this a trend I just now? think about what's in the can. That's what I'm thinking about. What's what's already shot? Yeah. If yeah. there is another movie shot out there, there then is. assembling there it and putting it out isn't that much of a big deal. There is. On the one hand, I'm kind of annoyed that Warner Brothers caved to this, but on the other hand, I could see their point of view. They I need didn't shit. know about this $20, $30 million yes. like reinvestment into yep. the movie. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. But I think since this is the biggest one, it makes sense. I like For them to like let's say they need to put like a couple million dollars into the editing or whatever – and like the soundtrack or whatever, that's fine. Like that's not a really they big have to investment. Finish visual effects, which is very pricey. Yeah, so that's that's where you get the thirty million. Yeah, that's absolutely. I, I attribute just in a kind of a big picture. Like I know fans will want to see the director's cuts, but I also think fans need to realize that like when directors get involved in projects that have huge IPs and yeah. lots of money behind them, it's a lot of pressure. There's not not only that pressure, but you don't always get to put out exactly what you want. Yeah. Unfor- no, unfortunately, that it's a losing. It's one of the things when you're getting involved in the tempole franchise yep, film. Yep, like they have a vision, they have a product, they have things, and um, they got toys. They used to, they used to rely on directors to figure shit out for them, but not now that there's now, now that there's a model, yeah, and that there's a, a like a bunch of different successes in different genres. They kind of know what to do. Yeah. And um, they've been been able to make a science out of it to a degree. Yeah. So yeah. once that's involved, once once you start distilling like what an artist does in, in into science and you start monetizing it and putting charts and graphs and it's shit. It's called and getting formulaic invo- filmmaking. Yeah. Corporate you're, filmmaking. Yeah. So now you're doing corporate shit. Yeah. So if you're getting involved with that, that that comes with the territory. I mean, I think also the fact that I I can sit at home and watch this four hours at my leisure, or I can just stop it. Uh, that's I'm fine with me. Let's. What see am I this. watching? The English Patient. Yes, no, you're watching fucking Das Boots. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, The Irishman was long, six chapters. I don't know. This this is fucking crazy. I am still shocked that we're getting this. It would be different. It would give you something to watch. Yeah. You oh, know? Absolutely. Yeah. This it, this does. I mean, we're we're already going to have HBO Max, but yeah. if if I was paying for it on yeah. my own, yeah. it would make me more intrigued for that month to be like, let yeah. me grab this. Oh fuck yeah! I don't think it can be worse than the original movie, though. Could it? It could. Yes, oh, absolutely. Could. Absolutely. Mm. But I'm I'm waiting to see that shit like a bad car accident. Or yeah, no shit. At least I want to see it. The original movie didn't like no one. Everyone watched it and forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah. Batman v Superman, whether you loved it or hate it, it made an impression. It makes people mad. Or they love it. So, so this one could also do that same thing. Same thing with kind of Man of Steel, but I, you know, you gotta appreciate that he puts his point of view in there and he's uh, and he sticks to it. So I kind of want to see how he wanted to. But there finish are his people trilogy. that love that movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there are yeah, people yeah. that love Man of Steel. Look, the, and the BVS uh, director's cut just marginally better, but that's about all. It improves it a little bit. Listener, yes. let us know what you think of all this craziness. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It is exclusive. It's closed just for you, just for us. You can hang out with us and all our awesome listeners. I got to welcome this week some new members to the group. Welcome to the Adulting with Donnie podcast. Ooh. Oh, is that his first name? Yes, that's his whole legal name. 
Oh. Uh, welcome to Pat Downey and welcome to Bruce O. Hughes. And I was able to actually capture the answers to Bruce's questions to get into the group. He found us through because his podcast recommended us on his phone. Nice. Uh, he wants to join because he likes the conversations on the podcast. Doesn't want to miss anything. Nice. Who's your favorite host? Rug boy. Oh, wow. It's another one, isn't it? Hmm. Isn't it? Uh, join the group and geek out with us, listener. Moving on, let's stick. We got a lot of crazy DC news um, here. Uh, after one uh, season of Batwoman on the CW, oh, and after it has been renewed for a season two, and days after the season one finale, Ruby Rose said she is parting ways with the series. Oh, shit. But... It uh, later details coming out. She initially made it sound like I'm stepping away from this. And then some more tidbits came out saying that, yeah, maybe it wasn't completely her decision. Maybe more. It was a mutual decision. She was not happy there, which means mm. that people she worked with are probably not happy. They weren't happy with her, blah, blah, blah. So maybe not a hundred percent her decision. Fact is she is leaving the show. They're going to need to recast and, I can't think of another TV show that has lost its lead after the first season and they had to recast. I don't think. Can, well, can, can yeah. I? Can I? Because I have very minimal thoughts. Yes, I comments, it. Anthony. I have two thoughts. Yeah. Number one, I was familiar with Ruby Rose yes. because I go to Vegas a yeah, lot. Yeah, and she, she was DJing uh, a nighttime pool party that I was thinking about going to. So that's number one. But you never went, so you never saw I her? I didn't go, okay, no. Okay. Number two, yeah. I saw her on that crossover you made me watch, which I yeah. fucking hated, yeah. and she was very dry. She's okay, and she's in the John Wick. <laughs> uh, she's not bad in that. Rugs, comment. I was just saying, like, I feel like she she was took a gamble, right? Yeah. She's like, I'm going to be Bat Batwoman. I'm going to join the Arrowverse when it's on its way out. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Arrowverse, everyone yeah, knows yeah, yeah. that it sucks. Yeah. It's like, the, and like <laughs> people, the people who are watching it now, people are watch like people the show, who, though. people watch the show. Yes. But there's people like, no one's like saying, Oh, how good it is. They're just like, Oh, it's on. No, like everything else. It's on, yeah. you know, like, yeah, you know, like it's just, it's a show that's on that. Nobody really talks about as a, a benchmark or anything. So she's not on a hot show. That's gonna make her career. She's kind of like on a show on a on, on a Arrowverse that's sinking every year yes, yes. into the into oblivion. Yes. So she probably took a gamble, realized that it was probably not a good move, and then just was now it was probably like not into being on the show anymore, and just didn't put her all in. And uh, that's probably what happened. It ended up probably just eroding the relationship. I've seen maybe a handful of episodes of Batwoman, and then I just I I was like I bailed because it wasn't really hooking me. She is she's kind of a little wooden, stiff. One note on the show, they just did uh, they had Hush on the show, and like and it looked like Hush from the comic book, so they're doing some weird things. But it sounds like look if you she wants to focus on a film career, if you want to focus on a film career. Being locked in for a show that could last five to seven seasons. Yeah, don't be a lead probably, character. Yes, probably you don't want to do that. And it's a, a fucking uh, serial show like this is really hard. I mean, we've heard from Bilotti. They're 16-hour days, you know, on average all the time. Uh, it takes a lot out. You give a lot of your time. You can make movies. So, uh, you know, she... I just think if it was... I think if it was high profile, she would suck it up. 
if it was right? getting some good buzz and it was yeah, like, but this it's, is the not, it's not, it's really not it's doing not, anything not. for her. She's not really changing the game and getting people yeah. to watch. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like a wash. So it's like, a now she's like, am I going to waste my next five or six years on this? There's also tons of other female actors who could, who would love to do this job and would probably do a way better job than she was doing easily. Sure. Easily. Yeah. So not? I'm not worried, but they're going ahead with season two. So sticking with the Batman theme here. Uh, I read this really lengthy, interesting article from GQ uh, with Robert Pattinson, uh, our new Matt Reeves Batman. And uh, he said a couple of things that were interesting uh, in in the sense of how he was going about doing this movie. So they were in production and they had to go in quarantine. And the whole article, he comes off as kind of like, as you'd expect, like this artistic, loner, weird guy. He was like, quarantine is perfect for me. I'm already fucking like that so it was no problem uh, I mean, if you've seen the lighthouse yes yeah he's a weird motherfucker yeah. in that movie yeah which is why i was interested in this article because he went from the twilight movies to these really kind of brainy indie movie. movies <laughs> yeah so why would he choose which uh, to be batman which is almost career suicide if you don't do it right like that's a huge gamble so one thing he mentioned is about his training and i thought this was interesting he, the film studio hired a trainer and the trainer left him a BOSU ball, a single weight, and a plea to use both. But he says he's ignoring the plea. He says, quote, I think if you're working out all the time, you're part of the problem. And Yeah, Anthony. By you, <laughs> he means the other actors. He says, quote, you set a precedent. No one was doing this in the 70s, even James Dean. He wasn't exactly ripped. Meanwhile, Zoe Kravitz is over there exercising five days a week. And he's like, literally, I'm just barely doing anything anthony i hope him run yes i you could be a, a skinny you. fat guy and uh and uh, be batman i mean are you excited for like a live thin not toned batman does he, i mean does he understand what batman actually does <laughs> like bruce wayne should be ripped i guess no, i don't think he should be ripped but i just think just from the activity that he does yeah, like he would be toned like soldiers don't work out ah, right? right they right. don't sit there and point. pump iron yeah, but yeah. just the daily shit that they do they have to be in some kind of shape yes you know like He's a he's a soldier. He goes out there. He fucking is rappelling off the side of buildings. He's fucking sneaking into stuff. He's yeah, jumping on yeah, people. He's, yeah. not, he's splitting heads. Yeah. You know, like that shit's gonna like it's gonna be an athletic demand of your body. So you have to at least be prepared, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting that he compares himself to the seventies. I mean, yeah, no, the people weren't ripped, but also that body would not be believable as Batman because your Batman is supposed to be a human weapon. And if you look at any like UFC fighter, they are very ripped. Yeah. Just so from fighting. Yeah. He, he should probably try to get ripped. <laughs> the guy doesn't he, seem like he wants to exercise. In he's supposed, Batman is supposed to be like the peak of human capability. But if they're doing like a different, like a detective noir version, maybe uh, it's not necessary. You got all that armor plating on you anyways. Like, I understand it's hard for like the Hugh Jacksons and these guys to get ripped, stay ripped for these movies. It's a lot of work. Well, think think about it practically, though. Like, if he's wearing all that equipment and stuff, yeah, you're going to be he's got to be in really good physical condition to run around like that. I just I just don't like people trying to justify not being in shape ah, when it's part of your oh, job. Yeah. It kind of is also yeah. part of like his job yes if you're like if batman was just a guy that sat behind a computer no he doesn't have to be ripped but like he's basically like a a ufc fighter yeah like all the time 
Yeah, th- he has I, to beat like he has to beat people up. I thought, pick up a yep. fucking kettlebell there, Pattinson. What are you doing? Like, is Man. this is this kind of Batman? He just goes and leaves the clues, and the cops do all the mopping up. He just like calls the cops. He goes, "Oh, the guy's in this building. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> your friendly neighborhood Batman. I found them for you. The Go this way. Yeah, like, he's got He doesn't get involved. Well, so that brings me to the second interesting thing I found in this article, which is what uh, Matt Reeves is trying to do with this movie to set it apart from all the other Batman movies and what Pattinson is thinking about in his performance, trying to set it apart. Uh, He says, I kind of like the fact that not only are there very, very well done versions of the character, which seem pretty definitive, but I was thinking there are multiple definitive playings of the character. Like, where is the gap? You've seen this sort of lighter version. You've seen kind of a jaded version, a kind of a more animalistic version. And the puzzle of it becomes quite satisfying to think, where's my opening? Do I have anything inside me which would work if I could do it? So I like that they're looking to make this different. I read another article with Jeffrey Wright saying the fucking Batmobile is a badass muscle car. And this is very different. This is very different than any other Batman movie. Uh, it's the next evolution of Batman. So that got me fucking geek boner. Pretty excited for this whenever it fucking comes out. Yeah. It's just it's hard just... to be excited about anything that we don't know when. <laughs> I just feel like that other. this puts there was such good. Uh, buzz going on this guy yeah yeah like people were like totally like going, oh yeah he's a good actor yeah. blah 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 yeah. and he just basically tells everybody who gave him all of this good goodwill <laughs> go fuck them i'm not gonna work out it's not necessary i want to like, look like gonna, yeah. 60s batman yeah. i'm sherlock holmes not batman i'm just gonna be sherlock holmes the little pooch be his- is sexy yeah yeah i'm just gonna yeah. solve crime like sherlock holmes is doesn't need to be ripped yet Downey Jr. was ripped for Sherlock Holmes, so they even fucking pulled it into that. But, like, Sherlock is not supposed to be ripped. He's part Sherlock. I don't know. You should probably pick up a fucking kettlebell. That's all. If Robert Downey Jr. is more ripped as Sherlock than he is as Batman, we got a fucking problem. I think you're right, (laughs) Rugs. Lame. Yes, that's interesting. All right, let's. Not funny. Not funny. Not funny. All right, let's talk about. Some cool fucking shit coming to Netflix this month, next month, uh, starting with uh, Spike Lee's next movie, The Five Bloods, gets an official. Early Oscar buzz on this Oh, look at Mr. Yeah. Oscar over I'm here. Big Oscar guy. This Anthony is uh, the first the, one Mr. on the radar Oscar. for me. Holy shit. <laughs> well, Mr. Oscar guy, what do you see in this trailer uh, that makes you think it's uh, Oscar worthy? Well, first off, you have... Uh, as far as making it Oscar worthy, you have a, a, a director that's been nominated for Oscars, Fuck Spike yeah. Lee. You have a, a period film yep. that probably is going to comment on what's going on today. Yep. Um, parallels. Yeah. And the fact that the, there's not a ton of movies maybe coming out this year. So you got that. Um, as far as the trailer, did you guys all, you all watched it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was Is that Jimi Hendrix? Uh, the no. s- what was the, the song? S- the music? It's uh, oh no, no, it's this. Uh, it's time. Uh, time. Okay. Uh, it's not Jimi Hendrix. It's not a, Jimi that, Hendrix. that guy. That was like a what one hit. That was like the one hit that guy had in the sixties. Oh, okay. But that is a big sixties trippy song. I uh, as far as I love the way that it looks. I like how they're using some footage. Like it looks like they're using actual Vietnam footage. Well, well they're using they're shooting the past footage in like a different film rate or yeah. uh, 
a frame rate or whatever to make it look like it's from the war and then so the modern story footage the being modern. these this this uh troop going back to vietnam to find buried treasure so you got flashbacks you got the amazing delroy lindo in this who always collaborates with spike lee he's fucking great and then you have chadwick boseman playing the younger version yeah the, there's four them. guys that go back yeah and w- chadwick boseman i believe plays the fifth guy from their their crew that oh, died in the war. Uh, and they're going back but, to find some gold this looks fucking tight rugs what did you think um, I think it looks really good. I think it looks so interesting. Like they, I like Delroy Lindo a lot. Delroy Lindo's great. What about you Spike know? Lee joints? Spike I like Lee Spike joints Lee are the best joints. joints to smoke. I like I like Vietnam films. Yeah. So it's you know it's I like commentaries on on life on life now and then because it seems like they're going back to that time and they're and they're and there's a comparison happening and they're. Talking about like now and then, so I think it's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be something that's going to be worth checking out. So coming out June twelfth, you can probably expect some good music, just like you saw in the trailer to go along. Good sixties fucking nothing like 60s. a Spike Lee joint. Nothing like a Spike Lee joint. And this, I would know big Oscar. So guy. like this is trend is amazing, Anthony. Like the new Spike Lee movie coming out on Netflix. I just saw another article. Tom Hanks' next movie is a World War II movie. It's coming out on Apple TV Plus. Oh, shit. Was this the sequel to Saving Private Ryan? I don't know. It may be. He died in that Yes, movie. I don't think it's a sequel. It's called Greyhound, but, and also Apple TV Plus needs fucking some buzz and people, so, but this is becoming like a crazy trend. All these big movies coming out on these streamers. Uh, it's good for people stuck at home. Uh, and I got two trailers here of two. I got something to say real quick yes. about these streaming platforms. Yes. There is... I think it's smart that some because some movies just aren't made to do well at theaters, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it's smart for directors or producers, whatever directors, and then find a producer to maybe like decipher maybe this maybe this movie isn't for the wide audience. Maybe this is better on a streaming platform. Plus, I think just you have less for thought. You have less restrictions. It doesn't hit have to hit a certain time. You can kind of right. do whatever you want. Uh, largely, these are like unrated too, so you, yeah, yeah, it does open up a lot of possibilities. Yeah, there's a lot more freedom creatively, and uh, so there's a lot more pressure when you go yeah the theater. Route. Yeah, when you got an opening weekend, you have to focus on. You got to get people out there. Uh, it's crazy. There's so I, many. I know things. a lot about movies now. You know? Yeah, you're Mr. Oscar. <laughs> that jock. By the Mr. way, Oscar. that song is not Jimi Hendrix. It's the Chambers Brothers. Chambers oh. Brothers. And what's it called? What was the title? Time, time. It's just time. Yeah, it's a great fucking song. Because, have you ever heard that song, Anthony? I've heard it before, Dude, but classic that trailer. There's a po- I think we used it for like our yearbook thing. There, so there's a point in that song that it slows down and you hear a ticking clock and it crescendos down and then it comes back up. It's really good. It's so fucking trippy. It's great 60s psychedelic rock. Uh, so anyways, more action movies coming to Netflix because, fellas, after Extraction, everybody and their mother now wants to make a shoot 'em up action movie in warehouses where there's glass breaking and people getting hurt and explosions. And this is what we got in these next two trailers. But these are both two movies that are based on graphic novels. The first one is called The Last Days of American Crime. And actually, Bruce O. Hughes, new member, new listener, turned me on to this. This is based on a graphic novel created by Rick Remender and Greg Tocchini. The concept of this one is very interesting. Uh, The government has figured out in the not-too-distant future a way to send a signal, an audio signal, uh, and once this is sent, nobody will ever be able to commit a crime 
knowingly or any unlawful act once as a final response to terrorism and crime. They're going to send out the signal, no more crime. So a bunch of these guys who haven't had a big score, they get together. They want to do the last big American crime, steal some money. Um, mm. You guys check out this trailer. What did you think from the trailer? Rugs? I didn't see it because everyone told me not to watch. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. It's exactly like the next trailer we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, I saw that. I saw that. One. Yeah, this one. I mean, it, it's all the concept is kind of interesting, but it's just. I mean, it's a shoot 'em up movie in a warehouse, and yeah, I, I watched it, and it it left my mind immediately <laughs> after I watched it. Big name in this one, Charlton Copley, uh, oh. in the movie. The next one, I that one I dug. I'm gonna check that out. This next one that's coming out. Uh, June 5th. This next one is really interesting. Also, based on a graphic novel by Greg Rucka and Leandro Fernandez, it's called The Old Guard, uh, starring Charlize Theron and Theron, Theron and Chiwetel Ejiofor uh, leading this one. And this one, about a team of mercenaries who are immortal, cannot die, and now they're suddenly in this you know, social media pictures world are kind of exposed and they got to fight to keep their identity a secret and do their missions. This one again, looked like the last one, a lot of shooting, Anthony, a lot of cool gun <laughs> gunplay, but I kind of dig these two action movies. what do you think of the old guard? You guys rug boy. <laughs> I feel like they're like invincible, but Twitter can take them down. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> a, a cell phone will take them down. Doxing, which yeah, which no. you see him do, but I mean, Charlize <laughs> looks good. The action looks good. Yeah, I mean, this might make me might seem like I'm being a little sexist, but it's like this: the Femi Fatale, Black Widow, this Invincible Girl type movie. Well, she was in Atomic Blonde, which I probably was a very similar kind of role. Where she's this amazing assassin yeah, yeah. that's perfect. I don't know. Dude, I mean, it's it seems like it's good action. It's just it's funny because it. The reason why people are like, well, they make movies with guys that are invincible too. But yeah. like, how about they make her beat up all girls? Like, you know, what I mean? they don't make movies of guys just beat up women all the time. You know, they just don't. I, I mean, I, you know, I, I, will, I will. Let me piggyback on that. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, the best woman fighter is not going to beat the best male fighter. Like this, I've watched enough oh, UFC shit. to know. Oh, we're gonna get some tweets on that one. Yeah, it's just it's it's not realistic. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, and then, but you know it's fine though. I I can escape in the movies. I just think it's funny. I mean, I don't really mind. Uh, listen, I love female action stars. I love female action, but I just think it's funny that it's like, well, yeah, you make movies with guys killing a bunch of people. Yeah, they're killing a bunch of guys. <laughs> Actually, yeah. that is a good point. Just I, like I, a, that, <laughs> it'd, it'd be interesting to see like a bunch like her beating up a, like a woman army. Yeah, like, like, I mean, John yeah. Wick fought girls in the John Wick's movies. He kills them. Well, yeah, because he, he's a man, he could kill women. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not all. Look, I mean, all the time. Charlie still is, like... is smoking hot, and she looks badass. July 10th, this one will hit Netflix. Now, I Netflix is just like dude, they're like just. And I heard Jessica do extraction Alba, yes, over and yes, over. I heard Jessica Alba is making an action movie too. Now they're like anyone who has an idea for an action movie, they're throwing money. Here you go. Here's ninety million dollars. Mocha Angel. Oh yes, that's <laughs> Jessica Alba's new movie. I feel like we're back with like with the way Netflix is producing movies. Yeah, 
I feel like we're we're like back in the mid '90s where it was just like produce any action movie yep, and it'll I, sell. I'm well. not mad at it. I'm not mad. I get Netflix. R-rated I'm, action uh, is yes. Back. I won't. Fuck yeah! I've, I've missed this On shit. Netflix. I that should be their plug to sell Netflix. R-rated action because I'm dude. Give me this all day. I'll take it. Fuck it. It's great. Just make True Lies over and over, over and, and over again. Just which is what it is. <laughs> Every movie extraction, all of these. Uh, but look, so I I wasn't worried about you guys watching those trailers because we have to all now watch this trailer that just got released moments ago it is Ooh, big for, oscar buzz <laughs> oh, yes thank you mr oscar fucking out oh, uh, <laughs> let me tell you about tony all right tony ruins lives look the <laughs> new trailer for the crazy mysterious chris nolan movie tenant that pattinson is also in the dude from black klansman is the lead this is the movie that was supposed to bring everyone back to but the Denzel theaters washington's son Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that. Also, I, a podcast I listen to in a bunch of forums now that I follow, The Big Picture. This is supposed to be the movie that's going to save theaters. Yes. Well, we'll get to that after the reaction because there's okay. some interesting things. But you guys, there's this finally tells you what this movie is kind of is, and it's exciting. It's Nolan. We're going to take a time jump here. Click on the trailer. Watch it. See you on the other side. Nerd. Okay, big Oscar buzz on this bad boy here. <laughs> so before you guys comment, in that GQ article, they asked him about Tenet, Robert Pattinson, and all he could say that he was approved to say was, the movie is not about time travel. And it's not, but it kind of is. It's apparently about time inversion, the ability to control time reversal this trailer is sick rugs let's start with you what are your reactions it looks like a uh a modern day version of prince of persia the movie Ooh, what is that a good thing or a bad thing well if you ever played prince of persia that's exactly what you do with your powers is that oh you it's the reversal yeah you inverse time yeah cool i see a little bit of all his movies in this i see a little dark knight i see a little inception i see a little dunkirk anthony comment i mean it's a cool trailer it's the type of trailer where i mean he's built up enough goodwill where he, he can throw out a trailer like yeah, that and people yeah. will be excited so absolutely um but it's a, the type of trailer where you're like i kind of get it but i want to watch the movie yeah. and like figure it out sort of like inception right yeah, yeah, yeah same yeah, vibe yep, same, yep. same exact vibe I, if, yep. if i can read it correctly it seems like you can invert moments in time as your time is going forward but it's it's definitely a movie that you're going to have to like watch yeah. and then figure out as yeah, is it along. like a time bubble that exists that you can only go back so far, but everything, nothing else is affected? You're, you're still moving forward. Yeah. You can just do things with time. That's crazy. You see guys like running up the side of the building, but and then and then the part where he sees the bullet holes, he goes, that hasn't happened yet. And then you see it all reversing. Uh, I don't know. The action looks sick. The way it's shot looks sick. It's Nolan. So you know you're in for a ride. I'm excited. I mean, I don't think you can really... Um, get it all in a trailer. I think you don't want to give a lot away. No, but I think, th- I think this is a great trailer to get people jazzed about this. This is like the turn, and then when we go to the theater, we'll see the prestige. The prestige, you know, which is the uh, the finish. So here's what I found the most interesting, Anthony. To your comment, this is was supposed to be the movie that was going to be the big comeback, save Hollywood, the comeback, the theaters. They had stuck to their July seventeenth date right mm. and even yeah. in the description of this youtube trailer it still says 717 now two things i noticed i saw on twitter the tenant twitter account removed the date from their bio and at the end of this trailer 
All it says is coming to theaters. Oh, shit. I don't think it's coming out July 17th. Yeah. At this point, it's just tough for it to make the money it wants to make in theaters with how different areas are going to be, social distancing. I think they were kind of thinking that maybe like word of mouth and maybe this being like the only new movie right. that like it'll have a long run. Yeah. But I think they're more leaning towards theaters right now might not be an option. So it'll be interesting to see what, what they decide to do with this. This is like Chris Nolan saying, I will single handedly save all the movie theaters. Oh shit. There it is. <laughs> do, you, do you think that the music from the trailer is from the movie or is it from Tron? <sighs> Oh, I don't. I don't even. It didn't really uh, stick with me. Uh, it could be oh, it was temp like very music. Tron. It sounded like Tron. Seemed very yeah. digital synthy. Yeah, hmm, I don't remember. Uh, I love what I see though. I was kind of like, "Holy shit!" It's an event now when Nolan puts out a movie as it should be because he fucking brings it all the time. Okay, last thing in the news here, uh, Anthony, your boy. Ooh, Joe, boy. your boy Joe Rogan breaking yep. the internet earlier this week with more big news. And you know what? We're just going to hear it from Joe himself right here. Hello, everybody. I have an announcement. The podcast is moving to Spotify. I signed oh, a multi-year licensing agreement with Spotify that will start on September 1st. Starting on September 1st, the entire JRE library will be available on Spotify as well as all the other platforms. Then somewhere around the end of the year, it will become exclusive to Spotify, including the video version of the podcast. It will be the exact same show. I'm not going to be an employee of Spotify we're going to be working with the same crew doing the exact same show. The only difference will be it will now be available on the largest audio platform in the world. Nothing else will change. It will be free. It will be free to you. You just have to go to Spotify to get it. We're very excited to begin this new chapter of the JRE, and I hope you're there when we cross over. Thanks. Wow. Holy shit. That's pretty big. Uh, this deal estimated anywhere from 100 to 200 million dollars not to buy his show to license the joe rogan show he remains in charge of creative uh this is crazy and i don't know how i feel about this it is both good and bad for podcasting anthony comment yeah i'm a big jre guy um everybody wants to be jre come on I everybody starts this, a podcast there's already been steps but this is the like first big step to podcasts moving to the streaming video service format that like Netflix and Apple and all the stuff we talked so about. So it's not a podcast anymore. It's a show. It's just a show. Well, no, well that and it it's moving towards this like exclusivity of like you need if you want content, you want to go to Spotify or you want to go to Apple. Like it's before it was just Apple and Android had everything. Yes. And now they're moving to these exclusive deals Fucking and eventually I could see there being paywalls in front of this stuff. It's moving mm. towards that format, and Spotify is banking on the ads that it'll run and, and just having the the cachet of the Joe Rogan podcast, which I think is the second biggest podcast in the world. So This is a huge, ballsy move huge. by what's the first, Spotify. What's the first biggest? Oh, fuck, is it still Dan Carlin? Joe says he gets 190 million downloads like every month or something. Um, but to your point, Anthony, he's taking something that started on an open source. Everyone can make a podcast 
community and he's putting that now, building it up, putting it in a walled garden. This is also clearly a move for Spotify to take down Apple Podcast. I don't know, by the way, just to interrupt, sorry. Yeah. Um, top podcast charts. I don't know how credible this site is. Yeah. This is the first one I clicked on. Joe Rogan's number two. Number one is Call Her Daddy by Barstool Sports. It's two 20-year-old girls. I've heard about that. They got into some... I've heard about that show. They got into some controversy recently, I think, that got them higher. But I can't believe that's number one over Rogan. Holy shit. Um, yeah. But... You know, he's taking his open show that was open on YouTube and anybody in your podcast app, putting it in a walled garden, uh, you know. Well, I think Spotify free from what we heard in our Facebook group, which you should join. Yes. Jock and Your Nation. Well, he just said it will be available for free if you you need to sign up. If you you have the free version of Spotify, you can get podcasts. And like, I didn't know they have video casts on there also. I didn't know that either. So he's taking off YouTube too. Well, but they'll still post clips, clips. but the whole show won't be there. Now, fuck, this is crazy. Like, if you listen to all your podcasts in Apple Podcasts and you just want to stay in that app and you love this show, you may be annoyed now that you got to fucking get an app and sign up and get an account. And it's only over there. On the other hand, I'll take like a quarter of that to put our show exclusive to Spotify. Oh, fucking nerd. Give me like a million. Give me like a th- uh, 50 grand. I don't know. What it signifies to It signifies to me what I said earlier and that Spotify is looking to now be a major player in the podcast scheme. Uh, it, buy and stuff. I mean, they're already, I think, the number one streaming service. 286 monthly users on Spotify. Yeah. Joe Rogan gets 190 million monthly downloads. It's crazy. He has 2 billion monthly users on YouTube. Uh, and yeah. 50 grand? That's all you would take? No, no. I'm, I'm changing that number. Half a mil. Rugs, uh, Howard Stern did a similar thing with Sirius, forcing everyone, all of his listeners, to go over. And pay for Sirius. That's right. And I think it was successful. What are your thoughts on on a, on a move like this? It does seem like like down the line, it is going to be some kind of a catch. There's going to be either a paywall, like Anthony said, or some other shenanigans that are going to be like, ah, oh, this is fucking bullshit. But uh, right now, this is in Rogan's going to just pocket the dough. Holy fuck. He got bank on this I mean, one. He, this is nothing but good for him. Yeah. Because, like, he built this thing, whether people follow him to Spotify, he doesn't even have to give a fuck right now because he's got the money in his pocket. So, so Imran, yeah. by the way, yeah. Rogan has vitiligo. I know, I know. He's one of the white celebrities that has vitiligo <laughs> that I looked up. Remember we talked about it on one of the shows? And, but you could see it on his hands. Oh, on his hands. His, yeah, knuckles and stuff, yeah. Rugs, when Howard Stern made that switch, he had fewer than a million listeners. The estimated listeners to each episode of Joe Rogan, 11 million listeners. You know, I, I saw a comment on, I think, Rogan's Instagram, and yeah. it was directly compared to Howard Stern, where it was like, yeah, yeah. and it was negative. It was going like, yeah. Howard Stern yeah. sold out, and you're selling out too, you fuck. <laughs> well, on the one hand, he is selling out, but fuck, that's a fucking huge. And I don't know. I think that raw number's wrong. I think Howard Stern had like 20 million listeners well, at least. Now, maybe now. No. no I, think he, I think he had that many when he meant exclusive. I think maybe he has like maybe a million when, now. When, oh, I see. Now. Okay, maybe it's now. That, that was why Sirius, yeah. I believe, paid up yeah. because he had such a but big But also, following. Rogan was this guy that was all about like being independent and it's his own show for him, but he still gets to remain control, so it's the smart play. 
he's still his own show. He's not going to, you know, they're not going to tell him what to do. Right. He's not an employee. And he he didn't his sell his show. He licensed it, which is fucking genius. Because when that ends, he could go anywhere. He could put out his own shit and make people. You know who else is on Spotify? We are. Exactly. Nerd. So here's the thing, listener. Wherever you go, if you if you are now going to abandon your Apple Podcast app and go over to Spotify, you can add us there. Follow us there, right next to fucking Joe Rogan. Here's a couple of other interesting discrepancy numbers, though, guys. Apple Podcasts responsible for about seventy percent of all podcast plays. Still, Spotify has been growing, but right now, according to Lipson. It has 9.1% of all podcast plays. But on the other hand, Apple Podcasts only available on expensive Apple devices. And Spotify is available on thousands of different devices from hundreds of manufacturers. And it doesn't... Trying to be a player. And I think this is... It's a huge fucking get. But I will say... The techie geeks, semantics, the tech geek in me, if he abandons his RSS feed, which is what he is doing, it is technically no longer a podcast. It's just a webcast show. It's the Joe Rogan show. That's what, what makes saying. a podcast. Uh, I don't understand. A podcast yeah, that one I don't understand. So either. a podcast is delivered by an RSS feed that users will subscribe to and you push it and it's open for everyone to add that into their app. It's open like my butt. It's open like your slack hole. But whatever. It's yeah. this is just words. This is a show too. So but it's I don't know. It's a show. It's a show, guys. You know what I always say in times like these? You know, what do I always say? Shave your balls. That's exactly right. <laughs> a great ball trimmer is a man's best friend. During a pandemic and after a pandemic, especially. And right now, you can get a great deal on a great ball trimmer from our awesome sponsors this month, Manscaped. Visit manscaped.com and get 20% off free shipping with the code Jock and Nerd. Jock and Nerd! I'll tell you, I have used their new, amazing third generation trimmer. How's the light? The fucking Lawnmower 3.0 and the LED light on this thing is a goddamn game changer. Geek boner. It makes a huge difference. I was like, oh, oh, I can see all the shit. Oh, what's that? I should have I that. I see that out. white hair. Oh, look at this. It. Yes. But they have a great package where you get boxers, you get ball deodorant, ball reviver, uh, and a fun travel bag. And, and it's something like we wouldn't sponsor with Manscaped, who are really cool people. Uh, if we didn't love this product and Anthony, Absolutely. you were using I'm this product before. I was using this product before, and all I got to say is Manscaped sponsors a lot of big sporting events, sponsors a lot of hot fucking girls, but don't use any of those codes. No, use our code. Use our code, because if you support Manscaped, you support the goddamn podcast, and we need your help. So even if you don't need to trim the hairs on your balls, you do, and you need Manscaped. And if you're a woman and you're listening to this show- Buy it for your man. Buy it for your man or buy it for your monkey downstairs. Uh, yeah, it works. So also, I noticed, Anthony, on this new one, instead of separate clippers, it has one clipper that you slide up and down different mm-hmm. positions. Brilliant. What a great fucking streamline. The ceramic wow. blade is great. These guys are basically uh, like the modern day Albert Einstein. I, you know, they and know I'm not, I'm, you think, I'm not even kidding. This new, that new trimmer is amazing. Oh, I fucking, shit. I was like, this is an amazing improvement. So, listener, look, you're, you know, yeah. 
it's one of these things <laughs> that I want to just get this out there. Like you guys are talking just about shaving your balls, yeah. but you can shave your asshole too. Yeah, you got to oh, shave yeah. all that. The Bra- Brazilian wax yeah. it up. Yeah, shave your butt. <laughs> shave it all. It, it was a weird shave feel. your back. It was weird that the, when I was like 15 or 16 years old, I was like, what is that hair Why coming out of my asshole? Oh, <laughs> is this normal? I got to can I, I got to see a doctor. Why have hair go- is there shit getting caught in oh. there? Okay, yeah, never mind. Just wait till you get older, Anthony. Yeah, just get the man groomer and <laughs> get it in there. Wait till you get older, Anthony. You're going to have hair growing out of I mean, weird uh, places. Manscape, sorry. Manscape, again. Yeah, it's weird when hair grows out of your ears. Yes, you that, that? Yeah, yes, that's weird. You got to get the trimmer. Strange. The trimmer will help. Look, this is, this is. I know why. Why? What necessity <laughs> is there for a hair to grow out of my earlobe? I don't know, but it wants to do it all the time. Oh, shit. I think we did enough material. <laughs> yes, we did. Listen, <laughs> listener, it comes down to this. Visit manscaped.com. Use the code jock and nerd. Jock and nerd. You get 20% off and free shipping. Your balls will thank you. Your man's balls will thank you. And we will thank you for making us look good to Manscaped during the month of May. And they will extend the sponsorship. And we will have a lovely relationship moving forward. Okay, let's take a quick break. Enough of the ball talk. Uh, we're going to come back and actually review an animated comic book goddamn movie for once right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Melissa and I'm the host of The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast. Every week I share some of my own personal stories and a few of yours as well. We talk about things from spirits to ghosts, demons, angels, cryptids, or any experience that just seems a little too weird and you honestly can't call it normal. What if you've communicated with a ghost? You feel other people's emotions? Maybe you're questioning if you're an empath, medium, or could even be a psychic. Well, we cover that too. So join me every Monday on your favorite podcast player and tune in as we talk about all the great and sometimes scary things that happen through this haunted journey we call life. Because ghosts are out there. And if you're not careful, they will get you. What's up, everybody? This is Mr. Throwback Thursday from the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Along with my co-host, Bill, every Thursday, we bring you classic hip-hop. Classic. Classic. You know, all the good stuff, the stuff that you forgot about, the golden age, pre-golden age, back to the original era. Each week, we bring you hip-hop headlines. We let you know what's going on with your favorite artists from back in the day. We bring you Wu News. We dedicate an entire segment just to the Wu-Tang Clan every week. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. We bring you two records. One is a one and done. One is a record of the week. We give you an artist of the month. We give you all the classics. Classic. Classic. Come and check us out. Every week we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and at MrThrowbackThursday.com. And if you remember nothing else, always remember, new school stale, old school Fresh. Listener, if you've been enjoying the show during your shelter in place quarantine, if we've made you laugh and brought a little bright spot and all this fucking craziness. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. Join our awesome fan club. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. There's a link in the show notes. And uh, for a small monthly donation, you'll be supporting the show. And you're going to get bonus content and exclusive RSS feed where the yeah. shows come out early and you get more show. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Holy shit, we got a new Patreon supporter. It's Whoa. It's been a while. 
It's been quite a while. Right? <laughs> Huge thanks to our latest Patreon supporter, actor Jordan Wall. Do you guys remember Jordan Wall? He has an IMDb page. But why do you remember? Why would we remember because him? Because he's written in before. I have. Oh, yes. Remember you're right. him? So he signed up for a, a dollar a month and he sent us a $20 donation, Jordan. Thank wow. you. Oh, shit. But click on this IMDb page. Remember? He was an, uh, this good looking actor that listened why to is us. He listening to our show? Exactly. Remember, we had a. We had like. I think we all had like a man crush on him. At least I did. I will tell again. you. Let me look at good him. Good looking guy. He was on the Glades. Yes, he was on the Glades. Whoa. And the purge. He's a very good looking man. He has been listening since 2016 was when we met him, guys. Oh, shit. What? Yes. So later on in News from the Nation, I have an awesome email. We will hear more from Jordan Wall, the actor who still listens to the show. I love Jordan Wall. Thank you. What's going on here? I don't know. You are the man, Jordan. You are the one with the power to make the show go big. Yes. He's our ticket to. You got to put Jock and Nerd (laughs) stickers all over the set. Yeah. yeah. Sneak one into the show. (laughs) Next show you're on. He's our ticket to Spotify deal rugs. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying, like, he's the only guy that actually has some play. Dude, I'm so glad you're still listening, Jordan. We will read. uh, We'll hear more from him later. But, Anthony, you got more Corona binge reports, which are special short movie reviews. Yeah. uh, Some free and some just for our Patreon supporters. What did you watch this week? Yeah, I watched uh, Gravity. Nice. Room. Desperado, which was sponsored by Seth Morgan. So that's free for all our listeners. Yep. Kingpin. Yeah. And uh, Honey Boy. Honey Boo Boo. And I'll say, just right off the bat, uh, my favorites out of those were Room, Kingpin, and Honey Boy. So Room with Brie Larson's good, huh? I liked Room a lot, yeah. Dude, Kingpin probably Kingpin is fucking hilarious. One of my top ten <laughs> comedies of all time, absolutely. My favorite line is when Bill Murray's at the bar and he's like, "Give me a gin and tap, and keep it coming. I got a long ride ahead of me." Like that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. There's so many great lines in that movie. We. That, what does he say? Um, he's milking the cow. And they're like, <laughs> we don't have a cow. We got a bull. And then uh, what's his name? What's, what's the actor's Randy name? Randy Quaid? Woody Harrelson? No, 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 no. The, um, Bill, Ma- Bill Murray. No, no, no. Woody uh, fucking, Harrelson. Woody Harrelson goes, I'm going to go brush my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and he has like a milk mustache. I love what Bill, Bill Murray convinces him. And he's like, wait a flip-flop, kid. Let's go. Uh, oh, dude, his hair in this movie Woody uh, Harrelson is great. Bill Murray is fantastic. Just the premise alone with the Amish and oh, Randy Quaid is I mean, so good. I loved Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I like. Yeah. There's something about yeah. Mary. The the Fairley Brothers. They have it's dumb humor, but it, for whatever reason, it I thought it was interesting. In your review, you pointed out one of these Fairley Brothers directed Green Book. Oh, which like, one? Oh, best picture. Shit, that's yeah. this guy goes from Kingpin to fucking Green Book. Amazing. Uh, anyways, check all that out. Jockinner.com slash Patreon. Sign up. Today, what about me? Uh, what about you? Did you? I'm doing a Corona binge report. Did you send me anything? What'd you send me? No. Yeah. So <laughs> I, well, I got nothing. I got I have nothing. to record them after the yeah, show. So once you say it, we talk about it afterwards. Oh, okay. You're gonna do the raid too. Free. That will be a yeah, free one. Yeah, and I'm gonna one. do Desperado too. You're gonna do Desperado also? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Competing reviews. Well, Anthony watched mm. it. And I was jealous, and I wanted to watch All it. All right. All right. So I, I got watched. to see Selma Hayek's tits. Dude, yeah. peak Selma yeah. Hayek in that fucking movie. Uh, all right. Look for that on our Patreon page. Let's get into the movie review. We are doing uh, the DC Animated Universe newest movie came out on May 5th and just available now on Blu-ray DVD, Justice League Dark. 
Apocalypse War. Uh, we will spoil it. So if you want to go watch it right now, pause right here while I play the spoiler alert or jump ahead to the next section. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. See how I tied all that together? Yeah. Do you see the tiniest bit of thought that goes into this listener? Uh, this is the sequel to 2017's Justice League Dark, the 15th and last movie in this DC animated movie universe that started with Flashpoint in 2013 and the 30th film overall in the DC universe animated original movies. So this movie actually is a serialized, uh, is the last part of a serialized story they've been telling. And basically you kind of had to watch the other movies, any movie that had justice league or teen Titans in the title that came out before this, it was all leading up to this on Mm. rotten tomatoes. Uh, I don't know if this is this 12 reviews. It's a hundred percent. So I, it's very early 7.7 out of 10 on the average rating, but it's giving it a hundred percent. This movie is directed by Matt Peters and Christina Sata written by Ernie Altbecker, uh, and has a pretty crazy cast. Everybody in the DC universe is kind of in this movie. You got Roger Cross playing John Stewart and the voice of swamp thing. Rosario Dawson, Voicing Wonder Woman, Christopher Gorham voicing The Flash, Camilla Luddington as Zatanna, Shamar Moore as Cyborg, Jerry O'Connell as Superman, Jason O'Mara who's d- as Batman, who's done Batman for years, Matt Ryan, the live-action Constantine voicing the animated John Constantine, uh, Ray Chase as Etrigan, Stuart Allen as Damian Wayne, Tessa Farmiga as Raven, and Liam McIntyre, Captain Boomerang, Tony Candyman Todd as Dark Side himself, and oh, oh, there's some, there's two more good ones: Rebecca Romaine voicing Lois Lane, and Rain Wilson, Dwight Schrute from The Office, voicing Lex Luthor, and then Hinden Walsh doing Harley Quinn. Uh, that's a the whole Justice League roster right there. And yeah, Anthony, more. Anthony, uh, tell me the plot of this one. A lot of shit happens <laughs> in this movie. First off, I didn't realize that they were doing an animated shared universe. It is an animated shared universe. I, I think I knew about it in the back of my head, but I, it's been so long yeah, since I've watched it. It's been going on since so. seven years. I've watched most of them. I haven't watched all of them. I've watched a, like a handful of them. I don't that. think I watched them all. And I don't think you need to have watched all of them to enjoy this. Okay. You know? Well, that was part of my review, but all right. Oh, okay. Um, uh-huh. No, it's okay. Uh, as far as the plot, um, Apocalypse, or not Apocalypse, Dark Side is invading has a plan to take over Earth and the rest of the universe. Uh, the Justice League preemptively decides to go after him, but that's all part of, a, of Darkseid's plan. He eliminates a good portion of all the heroes on Earth, and it's a two-year time jump, and Superman and um, Raven, Raven uh, rally John Constantine and a bunch of villains and the remaining Earth heroes to plot a last stand against Darkseid. Yes, and uh, the heroes don't quite win, really. They do, but they don't. Uh, let's just start with you, Anthony. What did you think? Yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't realize this was part of an animated universe, so I haven't seen Justice League Dark. It's been a while. I think the last one I saw was the Atlantis one. So these are all also the whole, this universe was based on the New Fifty Two right. storyline. So you and we've read that. If you've read that, you kind of know these characters and where what happened. I think there's a lot of play- payoffs in this film that I just wasn't familiar with. Ah, gotcha. So there are. that kind of hurt it for me. Yeah. 
it's okay. It's 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 a very violent. Oh yeah, <laughs> and very dark. Yeah, very like um, nihilistic in terms of like what's going on to the heroes. Um, it's unrated, but it would have been an R-rated movie. There's a couple of fucks in there. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's and there's a lot of just very brutal dismantling yes. of all our heroes. Yes. So overall, I found it to be entertaining, but I found it to be kind of okay. Okay, Rugs, what'd you think watching this? I I thought it was entertaining, and I had fun with it. There was a couple of times I was chuckling at like just how like huge characters would just be dismembered. <laughs> I mean, it's like, dark randomly. Yes. <laughs> it's dark, but it's also kind of funny too. Yeah. So I found it to be unintentionally funny. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this character is now uh, headless. He's dead. Okay. Oh, he's dead. Oh, that she just died. Oh, that arm just got ripped off. Oh, that was oh. fucking great. Okay, there's no. Uh, they're not gonna like uh, draw it out, huh? They're just yeah. gonna just do it right in like two seconds. Everybody okay. fucking dies. Yeah. So it was just yeah. like funny to see like you know characters with years and years of establishment and whatever just become you know jello. They were facing paradooms, <laughs> which are parademons mixed with doomsday. Paradooms. Paradoomans? Yeah. I don't know. Paradooms. I thought they were paradooms, which I thought yeah, that was an interesting concept. Yeah, they mixed up the demons with the doom, with doomsday DNA, and and they could not fight these guys. These guys are just, for some reason, CG at some points in time and regular drawings the other time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they're, they're floaty CG guys in the distance. I noticed that, too. Yeah. And um, it was just weird that they did both. With them? Anyway. What do you guys think of the animation overall? Overall, I liked it. Yeah. Everybody looks like Tom Cruise. <laughs> they all got <laughs> broad chins and high cheekbones. Yeah, I, did, I didn't mind it. I thought yeah, it was, that was pretty good. I'm like, why does Superman look exactly like Tom Cruise? I, I like, That's weird. I kind of uh, enjoyed the crazy fucking shocking things that happened at this movie. I wasn't expecting it. It's interesting that the Zack Snyder thing breaks on the same week we watch this because part of me is like this is the fucking movie Zack snyder wanted to make oh shit. kind of but not really like I mean. his three-part plan was a lot was gonna be this everybody dies it's it goes well, super man goes evil in his oh right? that's a good point yeah. and they did a reverse so i think instead of i think um in his version superman is evil and then batman saves the day yeah. and in this version batman's evil and yeah, then yep, yep, yeah, they put so I think we if we go character by character, I think we get a good sense because there was a couple of things that I thought were clever. Um, you know, the the idea that the Flashpoint movie caused this uh, yeah. Constantine sees his head is a nice way to tie it. And the ending is interesting. Also tying it back to the movie yeah, that started I mean, it. the ending is is not all that happy. Um, and it's basically like, hey, let's do another reset. Um, I did find it interesting, like the movie kind of turns you know it's not your typical superhero movie the heroes within the first two minutes die it's it's yeah, kind of reminded yep. me of endgame and yep, that like yep, yep. you have like it's their this mission yep. and then like they completely fail within the first five minutes and then you do a time jump and you see so it's always interesting to see like where the heroes are at when they're depressed and yeah. they've lost and yeah. they've had time to, yeah. so they, they play with that concept of like almost an Elseworlds tale. Yeah, it's just like Endgame. It has a, a time reset, but it's at the very end. And I love that last line. Like at the end of the movie, they destroyed Darkseid, but he sucked out 30% of the core that there's going to be a billion people die. And uh, Constantine's overhearing Batman and Superman talk about this. And then he goes to Flash and he's like, you know what you have to do, mate? Clear the board, start again. And fucking Flash takes off. 
and does another flashpoint. And so this is a great way to clear for them to start a new thing. Uh, but let's talk about some of the characters because I think one of the highlights is Matt Ryan's Constantine. He is the fucking perfect Constantine live action animated. This guy nails this role. He gets it. Does he fuck the fish? So that I thought was interesting. There's a moment yeah, where he alludes a, uh, he used to date homosexual yes, thing going on there. Yes, he used to there. date King Shark. Oh shit! Who was hilarious? Well, not even homosexual. I don't yeah, know what no, that it's is. Inter- that's called trans. Well, definitely pansexual. Yes, a penis. It's pansexual. He's a. It's a male pansexual. shark. Yeah. But how great was King Shark? They turned him into Groot. <laughs> he they turned him into Groot, and they made him. Talk at the end, like talk, like Simon Bob. King, Pansexual for some King reason. King Shark is a shark. It was fucking great. It was so yeah. That was, funny. That was I was like, wait, what? That's <laughs> so fucking they just, funny. The, to a throwaway line of Constantine just banging yeah. King Shark. He's standing okay. next to Harley Quinn, and he's like, "Oh, my ex is here." And Raven's like, "You said date Harley?" And he's like, "No, I'm not crazy." <laughs> and it's King Shark who winks at him. It's so fucking funny. I mean, this movie, as far as characters, they throw. All the characters yeah, that you yeah. Suicide Squad, yep. uh, Teen Titans, yep. um, Dark Side, then Justice League, and then Trigon. I didn't even know who Trigon so was. So Trigon is so if you've read Teen Titans, and this was in the Titans TV show, Trigon is just like the show. It's Raven's dad, and she traps him inside her. And I love the way she was kind of battling this and would use him. And the line at the end when he releases, she releases him to fight Darkseid. And she, he's like, thank you, daughter. This is the best gift ever because he's free and he can just fuck shit up. And uh, Trigon versus Darkseid, that's a great fucking battle. Yeah, I, I like that. That was pretty There's cool. a lot of great battles. Um, Constantine just does. He is the MVP. He does kind of save everyone, uh, even though he's a selfish asshole. Uh, Lois Lane and Harley boxing. I thought that was fucking funny. That was fun. Yeah, all of a sudden her, Lois Lane yeah. just is is Batman. <laughs> well, she's she she was a uh, did she say an army brat? Was it? That didn't she? Tra- just- yeah, she was an army brat, so she knows how to fight. I also love Lois quoting the Han Solo line twice, where he Clark says "I love you," and she goes "I know" in her own Lois way. Etrigan was hilarious. He didn't rhyme. He he was so bored. I mean, he was so sad. Somebody died, and I guess that ties back to Justice League Dark. So it's sad on, yeah. that he doesn't even rhyme anymore. But at the end, he's finally like, "This is fun, thanks." <laughs> and he's like, "I when, it, when they meet, uh, who do they meet? Damien." He's like, "I really like that guy." <laughs> yeah, for the record, John Constantine, you did you did an upgrade with uh, Zatanna because oh, yeah. uh, I think we could all decide decidedly so would rather date Zatanna than a shark. <laughs> Yes, oh, yeah. he went from King Shark to Zatanna. <laughs> is, is, uh, he's male or female. Listen, doesn't listen even Constantine will fuck anything. That's the beauty of him. There, I mean, there's some fun stuff with Batman being a new god and in the, yeah. the Mobius chair. That's from the comic books, too. I've seen that, yeah. And then you wonder, did Batman plan this thing the whole time? He kind of had a contingency plan, but even when he was programmed, was he kind of planning this? I thought that was well, I think his plan. contingency plan, I think, I don't remember... I believe he had him and Zatanna reveals that they made Constantine run away, and I right. think that was in cahoots with Batman. Like, yes. in case this all goes wrong, we need you're a, gonna we're gonna give you a spell to run away. We need a schemer, and you know, I love in the beginning it's Clark's plan, and it just goes to shit, and he's so gung ho. He's like, "No, we have to do this preemptive strike." They're like, "Is this a good idea, Clark?" He's like, "Fuck it," and Darkseid knew they were coming. And fucked him up good. Uh, I thought they did some really interesting things with Superman. The fact that how Darkseid depowered him by injecting him with liquid kryptonite. I've never seen that before. I guess it would work. Yeah. 
Or maybe it would kill him. I thought it would kill him. It should, I guess, kill him. But it was just enough to remove his powers and his green eyes and black, you know, black, black, green pupils and the black eyes were cool. It's a, it's a fun, like dark take on the Justice League and DC comics. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you're like, okay, uh, they're going to reset the whole table anyway, so what the fuck? It doesn't matter what happens. Yeah, they kind of had free license to but do whatever they want. But I still felt it had like pretty big stakes and big loss and real loss, and they well, lose. The, what they had to do was get Flash free so he could... That was the ultimate thing yeah. that they did. Yeah. Is that they once they got Flash out of there... Everything stopped. The power stopped. Then he could just... You know, reset the whole timeline, and then everybody can go fuck themselves. I love how Darkseid took some of them and turned them into Furies, like Wonder Woman and Martian Manhunter and Mira. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, I thought Shazam missing a leg and just having a yellow glowing leg was kind of funny. <laughs> just this is how bloody violent this is. Shazam's flying away, and they just rip his leg off, and there's blood yeah, trailing like, off. Wonder Woman gets her arm ripped off. Oh, yeah. Cyborg gets both of his arms ripped off after he helps. I mean, and there are a lot of plot holes that came up when I was watching this. Like, clearly, Constantine can portal onto Apocalypse anytime he wants. So why did they need a boom tube to get there? They didn't. Uh, but it's, you know, it's common. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough when you start to incorporate magic yeah. into like yeah, the other yeah, superheroes yeah, because yeah. magic is limitless. And then it could so be techno magic. Like, when he does right. the cyborg, he's like, I'm doing techno also- magic. And Constantine's like this heavy hitter in this, yeah. in this movie. I kind of love that. It's called Justice League Dark. He's leading the team. Everyone else has been compromised. And at that point, you need a manipulative, scheming dude to fucking as a last Hail Mary. Uh, and it kind of worked. I love come some of the battles like Batman versus Damian Wayne at the end. And then he snaps out and tells Darkseid to go to hell. That was great. And super- I found it interesting that... Um- Darkseid is so overpowered that he can like take out everyone at the yeah, same time, yeah. and then they also make Superman just like his equal. Yeah, because they go at it. Uh, so it's interesting to me that they have made um, both those characters just so much more powerful than everyone else. I love seeing the zigzag eye blasts that he shoots, which is like the Omega Jack- beams. Yeah, fuck. oh the Omega. Oh, look at you, Mr. Oh shit! <laughs> but just from the Jack Kirby comic book, you know, I kind of uh, yeah. And there's like eyes being gouged out, and so much people ripped in half. Holy shit! It's violent, and I kind of loved every second of it. Loved it. Wow. Well, I mean, all right. All right. So let's rate, let's this rate it out of out of whatever, and you know, considering. All the Justice League animated universe, which is very successful. This movie is better than the Justice League movie. I'll give it that much. Oh shit! <laughs> Who wants to go first? I think it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I looked at it. I'm like, this is gonna be a long one. Yeah, it was ninety minutes too, which surprised yeah. me. Yeah, so like it's a, it's a legitimate it's a like full, an hour and a half yeah. long movie. Was it longer than that? No, it was ninety minutes, but it's I mean, this sure? feature feature length. It's feature length. Usually, they're not that I, long. I, I doubt. Uh, wait, hold on. Look it up, I'm you fuck. Sure. It's ninety, 90 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Is it? Okay, damn, question me, puppet. Longer fuck. than that. <laughs> I question you, Imran. Whenever <laughs> I feel oh, like it, okay. Okay. No, so it, it, as I said, it it felt epic. Yeah, you know, it, did. it felt it did. epic. So yeah. it was fine. Yeah. Um, is it my favorite version of a comic book thing? No, like when you get a do-over and you yeah. have a MacGuffin like that, it kind of cheapens it a little bit. I like bit, that but, it's original, though. But um, it's also uh, harmless because you got that reset button. Yeah. So well, you just, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, like, 
Uh, we just kill everybody you love. Just kidding. Well, they'll probably do the rebirth storyline next to bring everything back into a new. Thing, I, you know. I hope so. Give me a number. What's your number? Um, I'm going to say six. Okay. Uh, Anthony, Mr. Oscars. I'll, I'll just start off right away. I had it at six as well. Yeah. Entertaining enough. I think I probably would have enjoyed it more, especially some of the payoffs if I had been following this universe. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, turns everything kind of on its side and has some fun with stuff that you wouldn't expect in a typical superhero movie. Um, but there's not a lot of like, for me, like my one of my favorites is like the Under the Red Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there's some yeah, other DC yeah. movies I think are a lot better, but yeah. overall, it's not. It's it's kind of offensive because they just kill superheroes with no buildup whatsoever. But uh, but there was a seven year buildup technically. True, true, yeah, yes. true. It's just for me, I I, yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. following along. Gotcha. What's your number? Six. Oh, you said six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I guess you. I'm gonna agree. Like, it's not the best they've done. In fact, I think Flashpoint is probably one of the better ones in the new DCAU and the Elseworld tales are good. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I did have a lot of fun. It was unexpected. Uh, and even me not watching a lot of the last movies, I knew the storyline, so I kind of knew. But yeah, the so the Damien and Raven arc has been building up for a few movies, and the Trigon and Raven's been building up. And so there's a lot of culmination on all those character developments throughout the movie. So I think if you've watched all of them, it's probably a pretty satisfying conclusion. And DC just kills it in the animation as they do. So good stuff. I'm glad we got to watch this movie. I'm glad we got to watch just a fun comic book movie. Yeah. You know, for a All change. This deep discussion. It's, Fuck, time dude. To, it's exhausting. Yeah. yeah you got to relax a little yeah. bit and watch a comic. Yeah, you book need book. a palate cleanser. Perfect. Let's move on. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just want to say that Swamp Thing was the clutch guy in this whole movie. Swamp Thing was great, oh, yeah. but that was also kind of a huge plot hole. Like, there's three of these things that are destroying the earth and they only have enough people to cover two. And so Constantine's like, I got an idea. He goes over there and he calls out to Swamp Thing. Uh, Swamp Thing shows up and he's like, oh, this thing is hurting the earth. I got to destroy it. But he would have sensed that the minute these things were digging into the ground. I know. Yeah, that was weird that he didn't give a shit before. He should have already been on the job. Because job. they're not affecting the green. They're affecting the magma. Yeah. Oh, magma. But, the, magma. but they're killing the green. People suck. Save the green. I'm with Swampy. I don't know. Yeah. I love he fucking Swampy. He yeah. He's whatever. like, you would do, but he was, uh, I thought it was a great use for him and it's all for the plot to push things forward. Okay. It's a movie. A lot of this stuff they get away with because it's a cartoon. And it just kind of works. I don't know if it would yeah. work in live action as well, but works here. Okay, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. I hope you have enough toilet paper over there, Rugs. You guys, we got some amazing response from our loyal listeners from our last episode. Nerd. I am blown away. If you are a first-time listener, go back to episode 328, where we were discussing three amazing movies that came out in 1994, all in the same year. Forrest Gump, Shawshank Redemption, and Pulp Fiction. Uh, and, man, people uh, couldn't wait to write in. Paul Gunter comments... Another great episode, as always. Thank you for the content. Talking nerd. Ron Hans. Guys, one of my favorite episodes you have done recently. Chris Williams says, Pulp Fiction is the worst movie 
ever. <laughs> what? You know, you know I, I just got to comment on that. Real I kind of get that. I can. Get, I I totally get that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about how Tarantino doesn't make movies for the masses. He makes them for a specific audience that are like him and likes the things he likes. So yeah, not everyone's going to enjoy it. And I'm not mad. I don't agree, but I'm not mad, Chris Williams. I, I could easily see myself having that opinion going that at a way. different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Chaz Hebert comments, awesome episode, but I'm beginning to feel personally victimized by Imran uh, oh, attacking Kingsman, then doubling down on it, and then giving Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings a drive-by. I don't like this new WWE heel version of Imran. <laughs> I think all three of us gave Harry Potter a drive-by. We did. I'm a, yeah. fuck, I'm a heel now? I've got heel? You are, you are basically... Who's a who's a heel that you would know? Like I just remember Hulk Hogan when he was NWO in the black. Where yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's I'm you. now you, Hulk you, Hogan you were, in the you New were, World you Order. You were walking around oh, wearing shit. the yellow and red, telling people to take their vitamins. Get the fuck and, out of here and uh, <laughs> avoid sunlight. And now you are all about like taking your shirt off and just fucking healing on over everyone with the New fuck World you Order. You fans, uh, but the heel comes back, right? Then they have another turn. Sometimes, yeah. They go, they, they, I'll, uh, I'll come back. I'm sorry. I'm not. It's not personal, Chaz. But I love that I'm a heel. That's fucking hilarious. It's never happened. Uh, Joe Henry comments. Nobody even mentioned. I predicted the casting of Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan in the Mandalorian months ago. And yes, Imran, she's also the voice of that character on both Rebels and the Clone Wars. That is true on our Star Wars special. I believe he said that. But Joe, I don't remember anything that has happened in past episodes. I have a very limited short-term memory. So. But he was. He called it. David Zika comments, you guys didn't even mention all the other stuff that came out that same year. Personally, I'll take the Lion King over Forrest Gump. Now, 1994, uh, we could do multiple episodes of 1994. Uh, just a couple of other movies. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, <laughs> Speed, The Lion King, Clerks, True Lies, The Mask, Ed Wood, Natural Born Killers. I love that movie. Dumb and Dumber. Interview with a Vampire, The Crow, uh, The Professional, just a go- the list goes on. That's all from 94. That's huh? all from 1994. Time Cop with John claude Van Damme. Remember that one? <laughs> uh, Airheads. I do. Once or, the, the list goes on and on. So as we go on, I think we, you guys, I think we hit on something here. We're, gonna, we're definitely going to do more shows like that where maybe we pick a year and we pick three movies. And then we just talk about them. I had a lot of fun. I love that. Let's do it. Moving on. We talked about Jordan Wall and how the we met Jordan Wall. The last time he wrote in was 2016. This episode got him to write in. Jordan says, long time, Imran. Just listen to your latest. Absolutely thrilled. You reviewed my favorite film of all time in Forrest Gump. I'm a sucker for heart-tugging theme music accompanied by a floating feather. Yes. Yes. That's always great. Right in the beginning and the end. Ends the same way. Excellent episode for an excellent year. May I suggest 1999 as your next stop? Aside from having my second favorite feature in Being John Malkovich, you got powerhouses in Fight Club, Magnolia, American Beauty, The Matrix, The Sixth Sense, just to name a few. 1999 is another great year, guys. Mm, Absolutely. Uh, He continues, on a more personal note, it's been a tough few years since we last corresponded, but your podcast has been a welcome respite from life's challenges. I'm sure I speak for all your listeners in saying what you do is appreciated now more than ever. Thank you, Anthony and Ruggs, for your continued commitment to providing entertainment content on a weekly basis when you could have easily taken a break. All the best, Jordan. 
I like that he thanks oh me in rugs. Well, he starts with me. <laughs> he, he's writing to me. He says thank you, meaning me, and then Anthony and Ruggs. Maybe he didn't thank no, me. I'm going thank you, okay, Anthony fine. and Ruggs. Oh shit! But then he uh, wrote back again and said, "Almost forgot. Forrest Gump is indeed based on a novel written by Winston Groom in 1986, though it might be the only film far superior to its source material." I didn't even know that was a novel. No, I had no idea. Jess Rivera also suggested 1999. You heard a couple of the picks there. You also have The Green Mile, uh, yeah. Cider House Rules. Uh, you got Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp, Boys Don't Cry. 99's good. I need Blair Witch Project. Oh, I got yeah. issues with that movie. Magnolia, Stir Up. I mean, Go. 90- Go is a great movie. 99 is going to be tough to just pick three. I mean, if you go with just the Oscar candidates, you got American Beauty, Green Mile, and Sixth Sense right there. Well, both of those years, we can do multiple episodes where we just pick three different You're not even talking about Fight Club. Oh, fuck. I know. Which wasn't nominated. You're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. That's true. Toy Story 2. Yeah, that's that's another great year. Election, Man on the Moon. Holy shit. It goes on and on. The Mummy. We We could break it up into... But just thinking out loud, we could do like the three from the Oscars yep. that were nominated, yeah, like and then that. three that were should have that were shunned, yeah. that also could have been. Or three, we'll just three of our favorites. Yeah, three, or of, three of, our of our favorites. favorites. And like we could do this for multiple years. You guys, this feedback is so uh, awesome and important. It's given us so much content ideas that we know you guys are digging this. Ron Hans. After leaving the comment on the Facebook group, wrote in. He said, guys, I wanted to follow up my comment on last week's episode that I made in the Facebook group. The recent shows have been full of great conversations and content. Last week's conversation was probably your best show of 2020. Oh, wow. I think we should just quit here then. What do you think? Yeah, we, go on a high I think note. we should Absolutely. pull a Jerry Seinfeld and just stop. It's the, we can't get any better. How are we going to get better? The conversation was insightful and on point. I also like the perspective you each gave on how you ranked the three movies. All in all, it was a really great episode. I will also say, when you guys were talking about the 99 Mindfuck movies, when the conversation started, my mind went right to Requiem for a Dream. So when Rugg said he never wanted to see that movie again, I lolled. Great performances in that movie, but fuck. That is a movie that makes you want to kill yourself. I don't agree. Yeah, it's pretty fucking terrible. I, I would like to suggest another year of great movies to talk about. 2015. He says, uh, you got Spotlight, who won Best Picture, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant. Also, I think it would be a great conversation to do the converse of this. I'd love this. Pick a year and do the terrible movies with the Ginger Geek. Example, the 2015 Razzie list. This is an amazing list. fan fantastic. Fifty Shades of Grey, Jupiter Ascending, Paul Blart 2, and Pixels, the Adam Sandler movie that I heard was so fucking bad. Pic- Pixels, it was, it was, it was terrible. It was like the, Pixels has an all-time review from Movie Bob. Yeah, they. I've, everyone said this is absolutely the worst movie ever made in the history of movies. That's what I heard. <laughs> I, hey, I, I stumbled upon something. What, what can I say with this? <laughs> Anthony, it only took you five years to catch up to movies to get us to this point to find a thing that people like. <laughs> And we can do you, motherfucker. All you had to do is watch movies. Is watch movies. Yes, this all comes from you watching fucking movies. But other great. It took a pandemic. It took a pandemic. And to get us to now, we just hit on Listen, gold. When here. you got to get late, when you have getting late as your priority. Uh, yes. Once you take that movies away. Movies aren't that important. It's like you lost a sense and all your other senses got stronger. You know? That's what happened. Oh, in the pandemic. Like his prime directive yeah. change. I'm not using my dick like so it. I can watch movies now. I, I, I love that it's just me. 
deciding, hey, you know what? I'm on a movie review podcast. Yes. And I just don't watch movies. So let's just watch movies. <laughs> maybe we can talk about more stuff. We're technically a movie and TV review podcast. You don't watch television. You don't watch movies. So this will work out great. This is going great. 2015 is a good year, by the way. Other movies, 2015. It follows Ex Machina, What We Do in the Shadows, Sicario, right. uh, The Hateful Eight. Talk about some uh, Tarantino. Sorry, uh, Room is on not even listed. Whoa. Room, I just watched Room. it. Mich- you got Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. You got Inside Out from Pixar. It's a great movie. Room's on here. It's right there. Kingsman. Did he list that? He didn't list that. He didn't list that, but I'm looking at the list from IMDb. The Gift. Uh, another great year. So this is all to say, you guys, thanks for... I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it. Thanks for writing in and letting us know. We got a direction. This is some fucking good I, shit I will here. say, the last two episodes, this one's kind of reverted back to what we do, but <laughs> yeah. the last two episodes have probably been more of our most mature episodes we've ever done. One with the history, and then this one with the the movie comparison from the Oscars. Oh, that's right. We did the history. That all led to that. That was great, too. No. We got to get... We did the history of what? Remember we did the historical accuracy in movies? I already... Oh, I also okay. already <laughs> forgot. What did we do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we I, did that. I forgot, too. Next time, we got to get Jim McPike back. Next time we do the history movies, get Jim McPike on the thing. Last, we'll have to pick a year, and we'll we'll do yeah. we'll do another three-way. Last thing, I, uh, Chaz Hebert has a great, great question. Question yes. for the show. If you could re-watch any movie for the first time, what movie would you pick? Good question. So I, I I thought about this very quickly. Yeah, me too. Two movies right off the bat. Yeah. If I could watch them for the first time, yeah. they'd have to be in a movie theater again. Yeah. And it's it's a simple, basic answer, even though I'm now Mr. Oscar. Um, <laughs> either Avengers or Avengers Endgame. Either one of those yeah. experiences were some of the, like, the greatest experiences I've ever had. In That's definitely up there. The first thing that popped into mind is like the amazing time travel movies that I love that, you know, kind of like uh, Memento or these weird movies. Uh, maybe watching Pulp Fiction, I kind of would like to watch that for the first time again. But uh, And then maybe some of the Star Wars would be nice. Rugs, what jumps to your head? Oh, Jesus. I don't even know. It's a good question. I mean... Pacific Rim, ah, maybe. Ah. What about a Godzilla and, uh, movie? You guys want to pick the Godzilla movie? Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pacific Rim, though, I probably would love to see in a theater again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think uh, watch it again. Like it. watch it again for the first time. So like movies that like blew you away so much that you can't have that feeling un- unless you watched it again with your mind erased for the first time. You know. I was trying to think of that movie that Ruggs has is probably the only one that's seen amongst the three of us. What's that f- film where the the girl, the Japanese girl, tortures? Audition. Yes. Whoa! <laughs> I was trying to make that joke, and I couldn't <laughs> think of the movie. Yikes! Uh, I, Would you want to rewatch that for the first time, Ruggs? No. No. Okay. What, there you go. I never want to see that. What about <laughs> Requiem for the Dream for a Dream Rugs? If you if you no, didn't, if you never watched, watch you, if you didn't know and you were watching it for the first time, no. like Pi, like there's certain movies like that, like Time Crimes, like these time travel movies that I would kind of want to watch again without knowing. Like Sixth Sense, maybe. Yes, that would be a good one. Or yeah, I was thinking of like The Crying Game, like movies with big twists at the end. At the end, yeah. That uh, you 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 can't go back. I, I, Matrix was another one. 
that popped into my head. The Matrix. Now, that would imagine be, I remember watching that. that. Yeah. Getting your mind erased and watching that again for the first time, not knowing what it was, it fucking blow you away. In- Inception had Inception, that effect yes, for yes, me. Yes. When everyone walks out of the theater, like the top is spinning yes, and slowing down. That's another like, one. What the hell? That's another one I would put in there. Good question, Chaz Hebert. Love it. Uh, and if you want to hear more answers, just join our Facebook group. You know, I, I got another one. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I got two. Yeah. This is with the knowledge of having seen the first film already. Uh, okay. Aliens yeah. and Terminator 2. Before oh, like dude, sequels I'm were like totally down, regular. Yes, I'm totally down with both of those. Yes. Because yes. those were like seven year builds, I think, on yeah. each of those. Dude, both of those. And you would have been yes. mind blown both, both times. Yes, and both of those movies, when I first watched it, blew my fucking mind. Yes, Aliens and Terminator 2 to the top of the list. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, those are both good, good ones. picks. Okay. If I was a yeah. uh, 13-year-old girl, yeah. if I could put myself into a 13-year-old girl's body, yeah. I think I would really enjoy Titanic again for oh. the first time. Oh. Of Leonardo DiCaprio. I remember yeah. as a kid, every girl that yeah. I knew had a crush on Leo. Yeah. So I'm just Yeah. Yeah, if I could t- change my genitalia, that's yes. my pick. All right. Oh shit. Dude, uh, I just thought of another one. What about Jurassic Park? The first time oh, you see shit. dinosaurs CGI and it looks up you're like what the fuck is yeah. this? That is really good, yeah. The yeah, first time right. you see that brontosaurus, yeah. it's insane. Nobody, you were like, they can do this now? Holy shit, never see. And it looked fucking amazing, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. So that would be another. Wow, there more movies pop up. Great question. It's a fucking great question. Let's finish up with some What Are We Watching? Anthony Last Dance documentary had its two-part finale or aired the last it, yeah. two episodes. Uh, I loved it overall. I have one question for you. Yeah. Slight spoilers, maybe. Well, this shit happened 20, no, like, 23 happened years ago. 20 years ago. Why was Jordan down, kind of downplaying that flu game, turning it into food poisoning? That whole story seemed very sketchy. I've heard the guy in Utah who delivered that pizza said that like uh, he couldn't have got food poisoning from this. I've made other pizzas. Nobody else got food poisoning. It goes in an oven. I don't see how you could get food poisoning from a pizza, maybe. So you're saying Jordan downplayed it? Or? I, I, yeah. I feel. Is it because we're in a pandemic and you see him have the flu and go out there and just infect everyone if he had the flu? Is oh, it irresponsible? Oh, is yeah. Well, I feel. Oh. Like, I thought it was weird that he was like, it wasn't the flu. It was food poisoning. Nobody had ever heard this story before. Yeah. I mean, food poisoning seems more of more likely culprit anyways. Mm. I've had food poisoning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think. I mean, either way, it's still an amazing game Dude, on his and the, resume. Yes, the fact did he shit himself? That's the question. I he, he was. He said he was in overnight at like three in the morning. But oh. but he, I, I mean, I've had some. Just for what it's worth, I think we all have. I've had some nasty food, and those symptoms can come very quickly. The fact that he comes back and then wins that game and dominates, I was like, this fucking guy is superhuman. Holy he had shit! A great mind. He had a, will, a very strong will. Just a strong, competitive will and spirit. Nothing was going to stop him. It was great. It was fun watching that. A, yeah. yeah. They're going to re-air it on ABC. So if you weren't able, you don't have ESPN, it will be on regular network ABC, the uh, censored versions, because there's a lot of swearing in it. Mm. But they had two there versions. A lot of swearing. Uh, Ruggs, did you watch anything? Besides the raid, three days. <laughs> <laughs> three days to watch the raid. You were busy. Um, uh, I watched Better Call Saul. I'm trying to get uh, through the season. Yeah. So I've been watching that. All right. It's very good. Anthony, you watch anything else? Yeah, I've got some movies lined up. Um, I might watch The Martian. Oh, it's a fucking great movie. But I've got uh, two movies. So 
Honey Boy I watched. Yeah. Have you seen that, Imran? No, I think it looks a like, weird Shia LaBeouf. It's like autobiographical oh. Shia LaBeouf story. Where he plays his own dad in the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is it it's is really it good? I liked it. Oh, um, all right. But so it got me on the Shia LaBeouf train, so I'm probably going to watch Peanut Butter Falcon. That was, yeah, that was like the next one he did. That's a good yeah, one. That, and I then I'm also going to probably watch Waves, which came out last year. Oh, I've not heard of that one. Yeah. Then you got to watch that shitty Indiana Jones movie because he's in There's that another one. Oh, and the other one I want to watch, uh, Prestige. Prestige. So that, and then yeah, also Gangs of New York. So those are like the next five kind of floating in the ether. But I feel like if you watch Prestige, you have to also watch The Illusionist because they both came out at the same time. There's sets of movies. We could do this. There are sets of identical movies that will come out at the same time. Remember when Deep Impact came out? Armageddon came Armageddon. out at the same fucking yeah. time. Yeah. This yeah. happens all the time. There's a disaster Whisper movie. Whisper and another movie. Yeah. Similar disaster movie. Dante's Peak and there was another one. Yeah. Dante's uh, Volcano. Yeah. Volcano. Yeah. Yes. I always thought that was weird. I would love to like watch them both and compare them and be like, which one was better? There was like two shark movies that came out. This happens all the time. It's very strange. Hmm. I watched two comic book based TV shows. The premiere of two shows on two networks, both starting with the letter S. That would be the pilot of Stargirl on the, How is that? the DC Universe app and the CW. You know what? Wasn't as bad as I thought. Luke Wilson is in there. It has kind of a John Hughes kind of feel because it's about this girl, Courtney. Uh, Luke Wilson marries her mom. They move from California to Nebraska. So she's got to fit in with a new group and readjust. And she finds out that Luke Wilson was part of the Justice Society of America. He was Stripe Z, or I guess he was Stripe, but they call him Stripe Z. Like he was a sidekick to Starman. In the beginning, you see Starman, Our Man, you see uh, Brainwave is one of the bad guys. You see Solomon Grundy, who's just this big hulking thing. And then she finds the cosmic staff, and the staff's kind of cool. It has its own personality. It connects with her. She's learning this thing. The secret comes out. I was decent enough for me to keep watching. Like it was charming and cute and fine. I was mad. I would recommend the other one. Snowpiercer premiered on TNT, the show based on the movie, based on the graphic novel. Uh, the show is also produced by Bong Joon-ho, uh, who did the movie. And it is also, just like both of these first episodes, decent setup for these series. Is, is enough to get me invested. Like, if you are into Snowpiercer, the mythology of the train what goes on the train. I think you will like it uh, because they add a couple of things. It starts in Chicago. They show you the beginning when everyone rushes the train and gets stuck in the tail section. Then it jumps ahead six years. And that's still eight years before the movie takes place. It's a thousand and one cars on this fucking train. Uh, and uh, there's uh David Diggs plays a homicide detective. I guess the only homicide detective on the fucking train. Cause they got to pull him out of the tail section. There's a murder. They want him to help them. So there's a lot of good uh, alliances and, you know, figuring out the plan. They also still have the same plan to storm the engine. I just don't understand why they're on a train to begin with. Well, Mr. Wilford had this ingenious idea to put everyone on a train during the Great Freeze because I don't know why that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. It uh, Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. <laughs> but they show some cool things like it, it, the rest of the season, they'll be outside of the train. They'll be on top of the train. There's something out there. Uh, there's a, a mystery. There's a murder mystery. There's, I yeah, It wasn't bad for a setup. I thought it was all right. But that, okay. yeah, it's on TNT. 
and Stargirl will be on CW. And Anthony, I want to show you that I'm hip. Have you heard this new Joyner Lucas Will Smith track? I have not. No, oh I like Joyner Lucas, though. Joyner Lucas is great. So he did this song called Will, where he just, he, he, the whole song is about him and how much he loves Will Smith and wants to be Will Smith. And Will Smith is, uh, you know, he's been a, a role model. His, uh, his career has been a role model. So then they put out a, it's called Will. Then they put out a Will remix and Will Smith is on it and he still fucking got it, dude. He is fire. And he talks about how fire. Wow. it's fire, bro. He's really good. <laughs> no, he goes through his whole career. He got married, had kids. He's like, you look up to me. I looked up to Muhammad Ali, Julius Irving. Uh, he's like, I did it all without cursing. He's like, rest in peace, Uncle Phil, because James Avery died, I think, last year. Uh, but it's a great, it's just like Joyner has a verse and then Will Smith has the verse and the hook is like, I want to be like Will. It's really good. I put the link in here. Uh, we can listen in the post show real quick if you want to hear it. It's not long, but it's it's a great track. Fucking Joyner Lucas is great. I love him. Yeah, he's good. I really like, I have to listen to the track. But yeah, See, I'm, like hip, I'm hip to new music, fuckers. I like that you said this is fire. That's, fu- that's dude, a fu- young it, person's term. It is fire, though. He's spitting fire. <laughs> he's spitting this, fire. This slaps. <laughs> this thing this slaps. This slaps. Yeah, is good. that a new one? I've never that heard of it. That is a thing, yeah. yeah. Holy fuck. This slap. It slaps hard. I don't know. It's loud. Listener, give us an Apple a rating on the Apple Podcasts. We're up to 121, trying to get to 200 so we could be in the Rotten Tomatoes as official reviewers. You could do this on an iOS device if you're in the US, but you can also do this on a Windows computer. Just download iTunes and uh, you can leave us a rating and a review. Get that number up. Rugs, where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. They haven't kicked you off yet, Rugs. I'm not really doing much right. to get kicked Good. off. Uh, you can follow our Twitter at Jock and Nerdcast. I never mention it, but give us a follow. Give Rugboy a follow. Visit the show notes for this episode. Jockandnerd.com slash 329 for all the links to everything we talked about. Hottest. Get in touch. Stay subscribed. Support the show. Share this out, listener. Spread the word. Spread the geekery. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. Keep you next time. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's really good. My balls was hot. Rugs quick, give me a dick joke. We missed our quota. Oh. Dick, 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 dick. How many dicks is that? A lot. A lot. Oh, shit. All right. I'll allow it. You can't put me on a spot with a dick joke. Fuck that show.